Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and this is Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 6 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Father God, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on your platform another day. I want to thank you so much for the word that you have bestowed upon me, and I thank you so much for trusting me. I thank you for the growth the growth that I am experiencing in my life, and I thank you for the growth that my listeners are going to experience as well. I pray that through this time that they learn to trust in you and they grow within your word. I pray that through this podcast, they experience you in a way that they've never experienced you before. They understand you in a way that they've never understood you before. And they hear you in a way that they've never heard you before. I pray that this episode is a way to get them to go ahead and obey and go ahead and get to moving and trust in what you are telling them to do. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, there is more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of this episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any way. So if you have some good news, if he's blessed you in a certain way, if you have a big announcement, this is the portion of the episode that you can send those in. And then also we have the lows where you're able to submit any prayer requests that you need in any area of your life. We're always here to pray in agreement with you. So if you would like to submit your high and lows, you can always do so by DMing us on our social media platforms to our email address and down below in the show notes where there's a Google form link. We are always ready for your submissions. So I do have one hot submission this week from a very loyal viewer. You guys, if you have listened to this podcast, you have heard me talk about her. She has been a guest on the podcast and she has been very intricate in my ministry. She has sold into my ministry. She has encouraged me through my ministry. She has supported me in every step of the way. And I so, so, so appreciate it. But this high submission does come from Kendall. God got your girl over on YouTube. She has an amazing ministry on Instagram. So definitely check that out. But she did submit a high this week. So let me read it. It says that the Seek Bible study is back. Your Bible studies are the exact thing I need to help me obey. You have absolutely no idea how much I appreciate your ministry. Thank you for not giving up 
Glory to God. And let me tell you something. You are part of the reason that I did not give up. When I would get down into the pits of it, I would think about the viewers like you. I would tell myself, Shay, this is bigger than you. This isn't about what you want to do or what you don't want to do. This is about helping people in their lives. This is about being God's vessel. So I thank you for being God's vessel to continuously encourage me, to continuously support the ministry. It is more than you ever know as far as how much it means to me. And I honestly don't think words can even express how much your support means to me. So I thank you so much. I thank you for being a part of Seek Bible Study. You were the first purchase of the Seek Bible Study book. And I thank you so much for that. Like I said, y'all, I can't even go deep into words to explain how much her support means to me. So I thank you so much for this high submission, your love and support. It does not go unnoticed. All right, y'all, that was the only viewer submission that I did receive this week. But before I get into my submissions, I did want to talk about something that I saw in the news that I am just so, so happy about. It wasn't literally viewer submitted, but you know, in Jesus name, one day she may come across my little podcast. But the socialite, formerly known as Black China, her name is Angela now, she has given her life to Christ. And people are mad, y'all. People on the social media streets, they are upset. And I wrote on Facebook because my cousin-in-law, she posted it. And I said, people are mad, but God is so happy. He is smiling down on her with the biggest grin, so happy that she's come to him. Now, I'm not in the position to judge and say, oh, she's being fake or she's not going to be true to that. I'm not in that position. That's all for God to do. All I know is her actions and her actions. They're enough to make other people, other people change their lives. This lady stopped her OnlyFans where she made over 230 million, not thousand million dollars. She was running rampant. She was running rampant for the enemy, and he was so happy. But in the blink of an eye, she turned her life around. She gave it to God. And when you turn your life around and you give your life to God, things will change. She doesn't care about that $230 million. And with God, she, she doesn't even need all of that because he's going to make her happy. I am just so, so happy for her because I remember when I fully gave my life to Christ and the in the excitement, the happiness, the pure happiness that I experienced. So I know what she's going through right now. And I know that when I turned my life over to God, there were so many changes happening in my life. And just like her, there's so many changes happening. So I am so excited for her. I am so happy for her. And I am just, I'm just thinking about all the lives that she can influence with her change. I can see that there has been a shift in these social media streets where you have a lot of females who are going through that point where they're turning their life over to Christ. And I am so happy to see it. I am so happy to see it. And I know that God is so happy right now. So I want y'all to pray for her. Pray for her strength. Pray for her resilience. Because there are so many people who are, who are upset about this. There are so many people calling her a fake. I saw a talk show where they said, oh, she got baptized in a pool? You can't get baptized in the pool. Yes, you can. As long as you are declaring that you are reborn, 
and you are a new creature in Christ, baptism is a public declaration to an inner change. It doesn't matter where you get baptized. God knows your heart. He sees the heart. Pray for her strength, y'all, that she is encouraged and that she continues on this journey. But I am so happy for her. I could not do this episode without acknowledging her change. It's a high that she gave her life over to Christ, but it's also low because I definitely want y'all to keep her in your prayers because like I mentioned, there are a lot of people, I won't even say in praying because how can you pray against that? But there are so many people who are hoping for her downfall. But I am praying for her. I want y'all to pray for her. And I am just so excited that God has a new member of his body and potentially so many more for the people that she would influence. This is, this is a great thing for the kingdom of God. So congratulations to her and definitely keep her in your prayers. So with that being said, let me go ahead and switch over to my high and low submissions for this week. Y'all, so this past week has been an absolute whirlwind for my family. Literally, you cannot make this stuff up that's going on. Like this is all the work of God that's happening right now. So if you missed the last two episodes, I did mention the passing of my great uncle and you know how that was a big transition for me and my family. So we already gone through the process of grieving and then the process of the funeral. And then the next week we were hit with some amazing <laughs> news. And so I want to share this because it is a high in my life. I may not personally be going through it, but I'm a part of it. Okay. It's a high in my life. And I don't care what they say. So the high for this week is my little cousin, which is like a sister to me. Y'all already know I'm an only child and I'm very close to all of my cousins. And the two girl cousins that I had growing up that were close to me. I am close to them. I consider them sisters. So I have an older cousin sister that I always say, and then I have a younger cousin sister. She recently moved back home from college from Huntsville, and she's still in college. She just decided to do things online. She wanted to be closer to family, and that closer to family is just all a part of God's plan. Let me tell y'all something with everything that's going on. But before she went off to college, she did go to her OBGYN and they diagnosed her with PCOS and told her that she was infertile. So when she told me the news, I said, oh, they don't have the final say. God knows if you're fertile or not. Okay. Don't believe anything the doctor says. So fast forward to last week, she's going to the doctor for her annual visit. Ladies, you know, you got to get checked every single year. So she's just going for a routine visit. And when the doctor came in the room to do her exam, she announced to her that she was 25 weeks pregnant. Okay, surprise, surprise of the decade, okay? And let me tell y'all something. Growing up, I always watched the show. I didn't know I was pregnant. It doesn't come on anymore, but I remember watching that show when I was younger. And I was just like, how these people don't know they're pregnant? It just don't make sense. Because, you know, you always see pregnant ladies with the bellies. But let me tell you something. I am a living witness that it can be true. Because she has been around me. I have been around her. She does not look pregnant. And so she actually had to be admitted to the hospital because her blood pressure was really high. She had preeclampsia. And so they admitted her to the hospital. 
Then fast forward to this past Wednesday, she had another ultrasound exam and it turns out she was further along than they thought. She wasn't 25 weeks pregnant. She was actually 29 weeks pregnant. So we were kind of like, oh, wow, this is happening sooner than we thought. (laughs) So the next day, the baby's heart rate just kept going up and down because she stayed in the hospital that whole week because of her blood pressure and because the baby's heart rate was going up and down. And so Thursday, the doctors decided that they needed to take the baby out because the baby would be healthier outside of her body than inside. So she had to have an emergency C-section. I am happy to say, and glory to God, the C-section went amazing. She is doing so much better now, and the baby is alive, and the baby is thriving, y'all. He is still a 29-week-old baby, but he is thriving. The doctors say that they that he is surprising them because he's a 29-week-old baby, but he's not functioning like a 29-week-old baby. And I put in the text thread, but God, God has the final say. God controls everything. And you, when you have God's favor of your life, things won't make sense, okay? So the high this week is that we have a new member of our family. I'm a new auntie. <laughs> and, you know, it all happened within a week. <laughs> it all happened within a week. I told my little cousin, I said, oh, you always have a testimony to tell. I tell you that. You have a mighty testimony to share. So glory to God on that. Now, this does go into my low submission. Like I mentioned, the baby was born premature. So currently the baby is in the NICU and he is going to have to stay there until he gets some more weight on him. Right now, that's the only thing that they are telling us that he just needs more weight on him. But as far as as his lung development, his kidney development, his brain development, all of that looks okay right now to them. They just want him to get a little weight on him. And let me tell y'all something. When he first came out, they put him on the vent. And before the end of that day, he was off of the vent and just on a regular oxygen mask. So let me tell you, God is so good. And the power of prayer is so, so mighty. But I just want y'all to continue to keep my family in your prayers. Keep praying for the little baby that he stays strong and he gets out of that sooner than what the doctors even expect. And I also pray for my little cousin. She's going through recovery. She had to have a C-section. So this was like her first surgery. She's only 20 years old. And I know when I had my first surgery, I think I was, I want to say 28. I want to say, yeah, I wasn't even mentally prepared. So I know at 20 years old, you're not mentally prepared for that. But God has seen her through. So definitely keep her and her baby in your prayers. Didn't I tell y'all? That was a lot. Okay. That was a lot. That is all that I have for my high and low submissions. So let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. Welcome to part four of our ascent journey. On this ascent journey, we are pursuing a closer dwelling with God by studying the songs of ascent. If you missed the introduction episode titled Sis, Are We There Yet? I explain in detail how the songs of ascent are going to help us dwell closer to God. And I also explain the importance of the Psalms of Ascent. So I definitely encourage you to go and check that episode out. I'll have it linked in the show notes below. But so far during this journey, we've studied three other songs of ascent. So the first song of ascent was Psalm 127, where we ascended and found restoration in God. And the second song of ascent was Psalm 130, where we ascended and found redemption in God. 
And the third song was Psalm 125, where we ascended in trusting in God. If you've missed any of those episodes, they will all be linked in the show notes below for you to have quick access to. But in today's episode, we are going to study Psalm 127, where we will be ascending and building with God. Before I start to study, I do want to read the psalm in its entirety. And I am going to read this psalm out of the ESV translation. So it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. In this study, I only want to focus on the first two verses of that Psalm, verse 1 and 2, because that's where I got stuck, and that's what God started speaking to me. Now, I do provide study notes every single episode. They are always provided in the show notes below. This is one of the episodes that I highly encourage you to click the study notes for this episode, because you need to be highlighting, underlining, circling, adding notes, praying over this psalm. So I definitely encourage you to go in the show notes and download the study notes. They are completely free to you, okay? And with that being said, this study is also so important because it applies to each and every single one of us. Now, you may be like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Let me explain, okay? Let me explain. So every single one of us in this life, we're building towards something. If you're in high school, you're building towards getting accepted to college. If you're in college, you're building towards getting your degree. If you've graduated college, you're building towards getting that career job that you want. If you're in your career, you're building towards getting a better position so you can get paid a little bit more. (laughs) And if you're a parent, you're building your kids to be the best adults that they can be. Everyone is building towards something in this life. But the question that I have for you all is, how are you building? The title of the psalm in the ESV translation says, unless the Lord builds the house. So if your answer to this question, how are you building towards your thing? If it didn't include the Lord in it, your building is in vain. As verse one of this psalm says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, if you were obedient and went and downloaded the show notes, I want you to highlight the two instances where you see the phrases, unless the Lord and in vain. Highlight the two times that you see each one of those phrases. The author of the psalm only gave us two examples, but the words in between unless the Lord and in vain can be interchanged with whatever it is that you're building. So what I mean by that, for example, unless the Lord told you to get the degree, the degree is in vain. Unless the Lord builds your business, the business is in vain. 
unless the Lord guides the relationship, the relationship is in vain. You get what I'm saying? Are you here with me? Anything apart from God, you're completely wasting your time, basically. And if you've been building towards something, the results that you currently have, they may look amazing. They may look incredible. But the span of what could happen with that thing or how long that thing will last after it's complete is no guarantee. Because, as verse 1 says, unless the Lord. And there's an example of where the people in the Bible, they did a great thing. They did an incredible thing. It looked so wonderful, but it did not include the Lord. And just like that, the Lord ceased that thing from happening. This story is the Tower of Babylon. It can be found in Genesis 11, 1 through 9. So if you do have your Bibles, go ahead and turn over there for me. And if you're taking notes with the podcast notes, add it in the extra scripture section. So what's going on at the beginning of this story is you have all the people in the earth. They are speaking the same language. And as they begin to migrate and meet other people in parts of the world, they decided to come together as one and build a tower. As verse 4 of Genesis 11 says, and they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. Now, did y'all pick up on the key word in that scripture? That was the problem to their plan. If your answer was the word ourselves, I see you. We see each other. We're right here because that is correct. Come, let's build ourselves. Let's make a name for ourselves. The entire plan to build that city and build that tower was all to make a name for themselves. So as they were building it and doing this great thing, the Lord came down and he looked over the city and he saw what they were doing. In verse 6 of Genesis 11 says, The Lord said, if they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do would be impossible for them. Then he said, oh, let me confuse them. I'm going to give them all different languages so they don't understand each other. And that's what the concept of languages came into play for all of us. And after he gave these languages, he scattered the people throughout the earth in the building of the tower completely ceased. So like I mentioned, the thing that you're building towards, it can look incredible right now, even without the Lord. We see that in verse 6 of Genesis 11. The Lord acknowledged that what they were doing looked great. He said, if they have begun to do this as one people, nothing they plan to do would be impossible for them. That meant that they were doing an amazing job on that thing. But as we see, the Lord had the power to cease all of it. So going back to Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Anything apart from God is a waste. All that hard work that those people did for the Tower of Babel, it was all a waste of time. Because as soon as the Lord decided, oh, no, this is not what I have planned, the building stopped. There was no city. The foundation of the thing that you're building It has to be rooted in God because if it's not, it's all in vain. The parable of the two builders speaks on the importance of building a firm 
foundation. So in that parable, there were two builders. One was a wise man who built his house on a rock, and the other was a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, we all know how sand works. So as the rain started to come in, the wind started to blow, and the water started to rise, the foolish man who built his house on the sand, that house came down. I bet it came down quick, too. Soon as that water reached that sand, it started plummeting. But when the rain fell and the water rose and the wind blew on the wise man's house, that house stayed put because that house was on the foundation of a rock. That rock in the parable is the foundation of God. I've heard in the real estate world that it's a buyer's market right now, meaning buyers are able to get sellers to come down on that asking price tremendously. So many sellers would be advised to wait and sell their houses until it becomes a seller's market where they can get asking price or far above their asking price. So say we have two sellers, okay? We have one seller who just ups and decides to move to Atlanta because it's the lit place to be at the moment. And then we have a seller who God has told to move to Atlanta for a purpose project. So in your opinion, who do you think would succeed in this situation? Based off my knowing and knowledge of God, the seller who God told to move to Atlanta for a purpose project, they're going to get three times over the asking price, even in a buyer's market. And that right there, that example, is why it's so important to build off the will of God. When God instructs you and you follow the instructions that he gives you, the possibilities are completely limitless. Y'all know that scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, Philippians 4 and 13. The pivotal word in that scripture is through Christ. It doesn't say through my mama, through my pastor, through my hard works. It says through Christ. Now, I want to go ahead and move to the second verse in Psalm 127 that says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sheep. Now, what this scripture is saying is if you wake up early and you do all this work, or you stay up late and you do all this work, if that work doesn't include God, what you're doing, is just putting yourself in anxious work. People ask me all the time, how in the world do you do this ministry? If I'm on track, a good week, I'll say, I'm posting three videos a week over on YouTube. And I have a full-time job. It is a lot of work. I won't lie to y'all, it's a lot of work. But this is my assignment. And it's something that God is building. So when I sit down to record this podcast, create the Bible studies, or edit the vlogs, it is full. It's full of toil, but it's not full of anxious toil. So it is a lot of work, but it's not a lot of anxious work. I find rest in my ministry. The NLT translation of Psalm 127 ends with, for God gives rest to his loved ones. When I'm working in my ministry, that's why I find true rest. 
My anxiety ceases. My worry ceases. Because this ministry is a house that God is building. When I was in my mother's womb, he already knew what he purposed me for. He had already started the building process. And so as I'm walking through my purpose and I'm doing this ministry, all I have to do is trust in God and obey God. And he'll guide me along the way. He'll do all the work. I I am his vessel. So I do have to show up. He'll make sure it gets done. There's been times where I was like, well, Lord, I just cannot figure out what this episode is going to be about. Or I can't figure out the time that I'm going to record this. Or I haven't even written, Lord, and it's, and it's Monday. And as soon as I sat down and focused in on him, I write an episode within 30 minutes, within an hour. And the recording goes so smoothly. The editing goes so smoothly because he said, I got a word to get out. I need to reach somebody. So let me help this child. So if you find yourself doing all of this work with no true outcome and you're in constant anxious toil, I want you to ask yourself, are you truly trusting God to do the building? My life application Bible says hard work may cover up for an inability to trust God. I remember doing one of my work evaluations. My manager talked about all of the overtime that I had because we were able to clock in and clock out to show you know, the work that we were putting in. She encouraged us to do it. And so I would clock in and clock out. And I was not still in time. I promise y'all, I was not still in time. I was truly working all of those hours. And she truly appreciated the hard work, but she knew it wasn't healthy for me. So she asked me, do you ever delegate any of your tasks? And I looked at her like, delegate? No, I can't trust those people to do the work. Mm-mm. I do it myself because I know I can do it. So are you not trusting God to do the building because you think that you can do it best? When Abraham decided to build his own house and stop trusting God, he created his son Ishmael with the woman Hagar, who wasn't his wife. Abraham's self-build created nothing but conflict. Hagar began to have severe identity issues to the point that she wanted to take her own life, but God saved her. And then Ishmael's descendants, God told Hagar that his descendants would be against everyone and everyone would be against him. You can find that in Genesis 16 and 12. But the house that Abraham decided to build was a hot mess, y'all. A hot stinking mess. But the house that God would build that hadn't manifested yet for Abraham would include his promised son, Isaac would include his grandson, Jacob, would include the 12 tribes of Israel, who would include David, and then ultimately, who would include our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see what the Lord did compared to what Abraham did? Abraham caused conflict, (laughs) but God caused a redeeming Savior. Trust God to do the building because we don't have the power that he has. We don't have the knowledge that we have. We don't have the expertise that he has. We don't have the vision that he has. Take heed to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is my life scripture. It's something I have to remind myself of all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And he will make your path straight. 
We don't have the understanding that God has. We can't trust in ourselves. We're human flesh. We don't know what God knows. We can't make happen what God can make happen. God knows the blueprint. God knows the infrastructure. God knows what plumbing will work best. He knows what supplies are needed to build that thing. So give the project over to God to produce the best outcome. And with that being said, I want to leave you with a tidbit that I learned of the word vain. It's found three times in Psalm 127 verses 1 through 2. It's found three times. Y'all know repetition is a big thing for me. But the word in vain in Hebrew, it translates to empty. So let's read Psalm 127 verse 1 and replace that word vain with empty. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in emptiness. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in emptiness. So anything that you build that doesn't include God is full of emptiness. You may build that thing up completely, but you'll still be empty on the inside. You may get married to someone who God didn't will you to marry, and you'll be empty within that marriage. You may have kids and you're not living out your purpose and you'll see be empty inside. So anything that the Lord doesn't build, it's just full of emptiness. And I don't want you to be empty. So what I want to do is I want to pray Psalm 143 and 10 into all of our lives. So any building going forward is directed or led by God, and it's full of life, it's not empty at all. And Psalm 143.10 in the ESV translation reads, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level ground. So I want to take time out and pray that over all of our lives. So let's take a moment in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for your building. I want to thank you for your guidance. And most of all, God, I want to thank you for this word. I pray that the soul that you have this word connected to, that they're resonating with it right now. I pray that right now, as I am praying this prayer, they feel that conviction in their heart. They feel heat over their body. They feel chills over their body. They see a difference, so they know that it is you. And I pray that they listen to this episode, they take heed, and they call to action. They change their lives around, and they begin to trust in you. They begin to let you do the building process. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you, Lord, for your will. And we give you, Lord, the will over our thing that we're building, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a literal home, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a degree. Whatever they're building towards, Lord, I pray that they will that thing over to you. And Lord, we already know that you're going to direct them and guide them in the way that they should go. You're going to give them all the instructions that they need, all the supplies that they need. And you're going to make supernatural things happen. 
We pray for favor over the things that you are building. I pray, Lord, that they just continue to step away and yield to you as you are building that thing. I pray, Lord, when it's times in that building process where things just don't look right and they want to take control over it or they want to stop the building completely, I pray, Lord, that they trust in you. I pray, Lord, that they see that they can trust in you. I pray that they feel you around and know that they can trust in you in all things, Lord. I pray for their strength. I pray that they have your wisdom and they use your wisdom to get through their building process. We thank you, Lord, that you guide us and you lead us and you never, never leave us and you never forsake us. We thank you, Lord, that you are concerned about us and you only have the best things for us and the things that you know are best for us in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that this episode touches exactly who you want it to touch. I pray that when they get into their low moments, they'll return to this episode and be reminded that unless you build a thing and we repent, Lord, we repent for any building that we have done that has not included you. We are sorry. And we are allowing you to step back into that thing and take over the building process because we know that you are the mighty builder. And we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And while we're in this posture, I want to give anybody the opportunity who has done any building without God or has completely walked away from God. I want to give you the opportunity to give your life back to Christ. And then for anybody who's never even accepted God as their Savior, I want to give you that opportunity today to become reborn. Now I say reborn because in John chapter 3 verse 3 it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if you would like to get out of your backsitting state, or if you would like to accept him as your Savior, all you have to do is repeat this very sharp prayer after me. Lord God, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the kingdom of God. And we are so excited to have you a part of the family. Congratulations, congratulations. If you repeat that prayer after me, the first thing I want you to do is to connect with a Bible teaching church. This stuff is going to be so essential because pastors are so important in your lives. Fellowship is so important in your lives. And you are going to need that. So definitely connect with a Bible teaching church. The next thing I want you to do is check out the Reborn Workbook in the show notes below. I came up with the Reborn Workbook as a guide for new believers or backslidden believers to assist them in these new transition in their lives. So it's going to be very helpful to you. There's going to be scriptures in there. There's going to be Bible study lessons. So I definitely think that you should check it out. You can find it in the show notes below. And the next thing that I think that you should do is continue to listen to Obedience Podcast. You've already started, so just continue to listen. If you miss any episodes, definitely go and check out all the older episodes. They're 
all available for you. And if you're watching on YouTube, there's a playlist created with every single episode in it that you can click on. And then please do not hesitate to reach out to me and my team. We are so happy to have you a part of the Obedient family. And we are here for you every step of the way. If you need help, you can email us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And we are glad to help you along the way. All right, y'all, we have finished part four of our ascent journey. But before we get up out of here, y'all know I have two questions that I ask every single episode. So what was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you listen on Spotify, you can answer that question in the Q&A portion of the app. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Y'all know the goal of this podcast is to be like a small life group virtually. So talking to you all and hearing your thoughts and everything is something that I definitely look forward to. So definitely do not hesitate to let us know what your key takeaway and anything new that you learned. And with me mentioning the YouTube comment, I want to give a very special shout out to my YouTube premiere team I see you we see each other thank y'all so much for being a part of the YouTube premiere I love talking to y'all and hearing your thoughts during the episode so I definitely thank you so much for taking time out in your night to watch the premiere live if you want to be a part of the YouTube premiere family I do premiere the video version of the podcast on YouTube at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every single Tuesday. So click the link in the show notes to my YouTube page and subscribe and hit the bell notification and you'll be notified whenever the premiere goes live. And then I have to give a very special shout out to my Patreon members. Thank y'all so much for supporting the ministry. It means the world to me and definitely helps the ministry keep going. If you would like to be a Patreon member, I do have four different tiers. So you can click the link for Patreon in the show notes below. You'll see all the different tiers and you can decide which tier works best for you. But all proceeds go back to the ministry to help the ministry in any way. All right. And then I give all of this love to my YouTube people and my Patreon members. I do have to give a shout out to everybody who listens on podcasting platforms. If you listen on podcasting platforms, go to Obedience Podcast on Instagram and comment on the last post, a boat emoji. So I know that you are a listener to the audio version so I can give you a very special thank you. I love all of my viewers and I like to interact with everybody. So do not hesitate to do that. And then regardless of wherever you're watching or you're listening, I want y'all to share this video with five of your friends. We have to let these people know that they need to build these things with God because if they don't, it's what? All in vain. It's all empty. So definitely share this with five of your friends. Okay, so before we get into the dismissal portion of the episode, I do have to give you guys your homework for next week. So the psalm that we're going to go over next week is going to be Psalm 123. So write that in the homework portion. If you download those podcast notes, go ahead and read that psalm. Let it sizzle in your spirit throughout the week. And then next Tuesday, we will get into Psalm 123. But that's all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. I want to thank y'all so much for supporting the ministry. Every single listen, every single view, every single like, it helps the ministry grow. And I thank you guys so much for that. 
But I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next week. Ciao!